just a matter of time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the movie Watchmen one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. And I am Niall McGowan from Bat Minutes 89. All right, great to have you back, Niall. Yeah, well, I'm uh, happy to be here. One less, yeah. one less, uh, <laughs> you know, charge onto the breach here, guys. <laughs> so this is uh, Minute 20, and it starts with Dan walking in the rain and arriving home, and it ends with Dan not minding that Rorschach is eating his beans. Oh, I've got some, uh, I got some thoughts on that stuff coming up. Beans, <laughs> never, you never eat another man's beans. Oh. <laughs> but oh, I'll, we'll get to them. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, you still got another little bit of this, uh, this nostalgia sign for a split second. Yeah, I am. I'm intrigued by the design here because it's like it's a woman with her back to you in some sort of a swimsuit, and then it looks like it's an it's an eyeball, but it's kind of like cut. And kind of cut half open in some weird. It's a very odd sort of a visual. Or is that is that eyeball part of the sign, or is that something else? Or am I going crazy? What what is that? <laughs> Let me take a look at that. Are you talking about? It's like almost like maybe a light fixture. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, but I think it looks like it's that's an eyeball, and then it's sort of yeah. it's been some sort of split in the color or something. And it looks like there's a little V throughout it, through it as well, so which I guess would be vite maybe. Or... Well, and the vite, the word vite, it has the the trailer off the end of the top of the V, that yeah. line going above the other four letters, and the other side. Yeah, mm. it's definitely it's part of the yeah. sign. It's uh, it doesn't move when everything else does. So, yeah. I'm not sure I see what you're talking about. Is it more in the last minute than this one, or is it? Uh... Yeah, maybe it's it more in the entirety of the sign. Yeah, okay. So maybe it would, maybe we've moved, we've moved past it quite swiftly. <laughs> maybe mm. so. Oh, drag us, okay. Drag us back in. Yeah, so. that's the uh, that's the like the bottle of perfume or whatever. Oh, know, that's this, it's uh it's like half gold and half purple, kind of. Oh, okay. kind of Ozyman okay. or kind of uh, Adrian Veidt's you know preferred color scheme, and then yeah, it's got the N. It kind of looks like a lightning bolt. For nostalgia, it does look like an eyeball, though. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it might be some comments like, "Oh, he's you know he's watching the world" or something. Uh, like that. Yeah, <laughs> apparently not. No. Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe it still was. Maybe it's just like, "Hey, someday somebody's gonna pick up on that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that day has finally come. <laughs> but uh, I do like this. Um, this is an, uh, one of the classic sort of things of like it's it's a scene, it's a setup for a thing. That doesn't entirely, uh, you know, work when you know the film. But like the first time you're watching it, because you've been in- introduced to this concept that there's a, there's a mask killer going around, and then you find out that uh, as Dan's walking home, something's up with his door, and it's a bit like, oh, mm-hmm. is this what is this a setup for another attack? Like right. that, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a tone shift that uh, takes a real sudden sudden turn because it goes from just like the sad music sad guy walking in the rain to you know he sees the door and then you know you're not sure if it's he's about to come and come while well, you walk into a home invasion kind of thing so mm. yeah yeah it's, like, it's nice it's nice to play it as a dramatic beat because you know even <laughs> in any kind of situation if you find your door kicked in you're gonna have a what <laughs> kind of a, yeah. a a moment of of, of intense concern, but uh, yeah, they they do they, the the pacing nicely changes as well into sort of mm-hmm. like 
really into a kind of creeping motion of uh, really getting the, the, the tension starts to, to amp up a little bit because as far as you know, whoever came for the comedian could be in here as well. So, Well, and additionally, um, you know, as he's walking closer towards where he's hearing this metal scraping sound, you know, he, he you know, like you said, the first time viewer definitely is is uh really wondering what's going on mm-hmm. why is why is why is a uh intruder uh <laughs> scraping metal let <laughs> <laughs> be sharpening yeah. his knife real quick before we find out what that metal sound is i love the uh the detail in the sound of his clenching fist when he's mm-hmm. in the hallway mm-hmm. uh, just it's i don't know it, just the sound of it because you know his fist is probably wet you know from being outside and um, just that almost like twisting leather sound that they probably did something like that with the Foley. Um, just a great little detail that it's kind of easy to miss if you're not like watching, you know, every second of the film, if you're you know, not paying attention, but um, kind of the gives you a notion that just under the surface, he's still ready for a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I also love as well. Um, just that shot of his silhouette in the doorway. So again, like that, one of those things is I don't know if it was an intentional sort of you know nod that Snyder would have been doing with like you know the language of film and whatnot, but like that kind of shot would automatically make you think of you know the the end of the of the Searchers with the John Wayne going you know he's silhouetted in a doorway and he goes back out into the into the wilderness and hmm. uh, wonder if they're trying to make any sort of connection between. You know his character in in that and and Dan Dryberg and that's you know um you know the you know, but, but, you know maybe you know some other listeners might have a bit more of a an insightful sort of <laughs> look at it <laughs> but like, remember at the end of the searchers is a guy sort of like going back out and you know he has no home he's uh you we're seeing him going back out into the wilderness because that's where he belongs whereas uh whereas Dan here is like we're going back inside his own house and the house contains everything that he will eventually become like going back inside himself to becoming re-becoming night owl yeah. i wonder if there's like you know if there's any sort of illusions like that or it could just be like they're like yes yeah, this is a nice nicely framed uh <laughs> silhouette shot right there and uh <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's completely there's no searchers uh reference intended yeah. whatsoever <laughs> i like it that i'm not real familiar with the searchers but uh I like the uh, that you got that out of this, especially mm. in terms of, you know, Dan, kind of rediscovering who he is later. Yeah, on. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, mm. and uh, oh the searchers too. Like you know, I'll do I have to do a plug for anything? I'll plug the searchers. You know, terrific, terrific <laughs> film. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, yeah, you do get to see though. It's uh, particularly nowadays too. It's a sort of, you know, sort of known bigot John Wayne, the American hero, coming across quite bigoted within the film, but it's it's, it's intentionally so it's actually a bit more of a self-aware and advanced than uh, some of his other stuff so it's uh oh so it's a it's a really intriguing piece of work but uh yeah anyway <laughs> very cool yeah but the of course then you know as he approaches uh the door then we, we you know we find you guys just want to jump in to finding out who exactly is there <laughs> yeah but, we uh, finally get uh Rorschach by name mm. and uh yeah again we're gonna have to just jump ahead a little bit here. This this business with the beans, <laughs> one, 
little thing about me, I fucking hate beans. I oh, okay. To test them, <laughs> for, like baked beans in general, absolutely revolting. Can't look at them. Can't even think about them. Wow. So the, the fact that I got this minute, that was very troubled. <laughs> so like, like, I don't know if I can do it. But uh, <laughs> the fact that he's just sitting eating them straight out of the cold out of the can is oh my god. Mm-hmm. This is this is really. And I remember even in reading the comic, just the the the. the drawn visual of it being like oh oh jesus dude yeah and uh, especially because yeah. like in the book he's making a mess out all, all over himself i think with him like mm. down his chin or whatever but yeah and not that mm. like you know the, the the tiptoe in on the on the next minute but just that that whole business of like oh is this bean juice yeah <laughs> human bean juice that line oh, oh no, yeah just, uh, just don't even like thinking about it. i don't even like thinking about the fact that uh, the, it, you know Actual bean juice on his lips is probably getting on the mask when he puts it back on properly. And, uh, <laughs> the whole thing is just very, very disturbing for me. <laughs> wow. Well, that, that part is a little disturbing for me. The, the, I'm a little bit of a clean freak <laughs> in uh, certain yeah. ways. Although I, I'm, I'm not the worst, though. The, the uh, girl yeah. I used to go to school with, she had a, a, a phobia of baked beans. If you, you could, oh, if you presented her with a can of it, a, a sealed can, she would freak out. And it's uh, I haven't seen her in a good few years, so I'm not too sure if she's gotten over it, or if there's a reason I haven't seen her in a good few years. It's because she's uh, had to be locked up due to her intense bean phobia. Wow. <laughs> but, hmm. but otherwise, I love beans. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm a bean fan. <laughs> I think it's American British thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they are they are huge over here. Like, don't get me wrong. Sure. One, break, one of my breakfast. pet hates of, of uh, like actually. Living with the uh, you know with friends and stuff, is that uh, you know I've gotten very much down to now like when I cook anything I clean it as I go so there's no hmm. sink full of stuff at the end. Yeah. Whereas we used to have people you know back in the student days you know back when you're a kid and you don't know any better, um, you know it was plates stacked high and then we used to have a communal right everyone get in here and clean stuff, and when there was like old beans stuck to the plates and stuff. Oh man, it just you know the 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 damage, you know the the the, the scars remain you know, of, the, of, the, of the visual of that plus along with it ketchup because I hate ketchup as well. <laughs> so this all uh, it's brought up a lot of dark stuff for me. Oh, I say dark, man. very minor, <laughs> disturbing things to me. But um, but the, the, this does introduce uh, you know we we're uh, talking last minute about you know Dan Dryberg's finances. The the business here, Rorschach's, you know, he's busted in, and while he's by himself, he's like, I'm gonna help myself to some, to some beans, and it's, you know, what we find out about the character later is that he's he is he's a poor person, he's yeah, poverty stricken. I'm just wondering about like Rorschach's morality in that he's so anti-criminal, yet he can't really get by without inherently being a criminal himself not just in being an outlawed superhero but also in the fact that i guess he just has to he's got no income yeah as far as we know so he has to just sort of steal everything i think like you see him in the comic book he's stealing like sugar cubes from fights and everything <laughs> just he's just he just got nothing else he just has to pick up food whenever he can get it and stuff yeah so it's the uh, it's that odd contrast of his mm. of his uh intense you know, strict morality and his, you know, I think yeah. it's, but there's bits in the comic where he's giving out about like welfare cheats and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> you're not much better than them. Guys. Right, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. You're, you're, you know, at least they're part of a, sy- a system that's, you know, government sanctions. You know, if they are cheating it, you're just 
flat out robbing things. Mm. I guess maybe with, with, with Dan, it's like, well, he doesn't mind. He's, he's stealing his beans, but like in Rorschach's day to day life, he's got to eat every day. So where's he getting it from? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a real dick move to break in someone's door just to, right. just to get a face to face, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, then he, I mean, obviously it's not a big deal to, to take a couple cans of beans, um, while you're waiting, but I mean, I, I gotta think he could have come in another way or found another way to get Dan's attention, mm. you know, just to, to have a chat with him and everything. But yeah, I have a, got a little bit of a problem with him just breaking in his door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, particularly again, not to get into spoilers, but like, you know, <laughs> that the, that new door doesn't uh, see doesn't see some great days either, but uh, mm. <laughs> but um, this is one thing though. I think, you know, I'll use the now Rorschach's here, and we're talking about silhouettes as well. As uh, as kind of use it as a bit of a segue, and Rorschach's own morality is that uh, the business with his mask is yeah. Um, it's a thing in the comic that was the most. When I when I for, when I came upon it and like I've never read anywhere if it's supposed to be that this was what intended, but what I got from it was like holy crap, that's really really well done. And it's a thing they f- they completely leave out of this movie. Um, and I think it's uh, I understand why, but I think it's a, just a shame that they did. Is that uh, the it's a recurring motif of the Hiroshima silhouettes, the shadows that were blasted oh, okay. onto the wall. And um, I remember when you go into the, the 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 individual issues on Rorschach and you get into his childhood, there's a thing where he, as a child, writes about how he thinks that Hiroshima was the right thing to do. And he's like, yes, it you know killed many, but it was the right thing to do inherently because it saved you know the rest of the planet basically. And then it's very telling later on that once he's confronted with Veidt's plan, which is essentially Hiroshima all over again. He's like, no, I'm, I'm gonna go tell people you're not gonna get away mm. with this, and it's, you know, you keep getting the, the shadows from Hiroshima, mm. like the shadows of the two lovers that were blasted onto the wall. There's yeah. a shot then of Silk Spectre and Night Owl cuddling together. Those shadows loom, and then it cuts to Rorschach's face, and the shadows are there as well. Yeah, and then that that's sort of tying into his inner conflict and why he allows, you know, again spoilers for what happens later on, but why he allows Doctor Manhattan to kill him because it's his inner conflict. It's He's come across a morally gray area where he is all black and white and nothing ever mixes. And it's like he's saying, I can't let this go forward. But we know from his psychology from when he was a child that he knows that this is he would regard this as right. So he's conflicted within. Yeah. I thought that was beautifully done in the comic. I was like, that's such an amazing piece of comic book making. And um, within the film, I'm thinking they had to sacrifice that because they wanted... Night Owl to be there when Rorschach dies, so there'd be like a bigger moment instead of him just kind of quietly dying out by himself and no one really acknowledging or caring about it. And mm-hmm. I think it's just like that that's the one thing that I was just like, oh, that was such an amazing part of that book, and the film doesn't bring it in at all. And I was like, that's 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 my one, like, yeah, if anything they could have changed. Hmm. That would have been the thing, <laughs> but I've always like every time Watchman gets brings up brought up, I always want to shoehorn that into the conversation in some way. <laughs> so here we sure. there, I'm, yeah. And I'm sure I've listened to the, back to this episode. Like they cut out the whole thing, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it'd be a nice segue. And while he's here, and you see the mask, and you saw silhouettes and stuff there as well. So yeah, yeah, uh, um, that's interesting. I don't, I don't particularly care for. Uh, 
the way they, I guess the the book how Dan and Lori are kind of off doing their own thing at this stage of the book, like you were talking about. So I kind of prefer the the movie version, but we'll uh, we'll get to that much later. Yeah, <laughs> you've obviously got. The thing is, like much later, like you guys have got a a while <laughs> until yeah. you get to that one. <laughs> Particularly For extended sure. cut as well. I was like, oh, geez, you've been like, li- it could literally be like this time next year or something. You could be recording <laughs> those minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, back to the uh, the beans themselves. Sorry, sorry, Nile. <laughs> um, <laughs> I only stuck it in so I could divert from the bean talk. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit of bean talk and then we can move on. Um, <clears throat> so I looked up, uh, you can kind of tell the name on the can says Big Giant Beans. And I would have just assumed that this is uh, artwork created for the movie. So I looked up Big Giant Beans. Um, and you can find this exact can label. Um, there are some Etsy sites that you can print old vi- vintage uh, can labels. from, and, and this one is is available. It's from like the 1950s. And apparently it's seemingly a real company, uh, the Big Giant Incorporated based out of Dallas, Texas. Um, yeah. They did uh, other... You know, canned goods like peas and uh, tomato, canned tomatoes and stuff like that in the 1950s. But um, yeah, on the Etsy, you can find like these old labels for you can get them printed for just a couple bucks. So mm. I don't know. I, I really love this uh, the way they have it laid out on uh, you know for for purchase or whatever. Um, so I'm I'm kind of thinking about getting me a big giant bean can label. <laughs> so. <laughs> With you guys so over in, in the U.S. is like because in the U.K. Heinz has got like they've okay. got a, a stranglehold on the on sure. the bean industry. Is that, are they prominent in the U.S. or have you got a lot of different factions? Um, I would say as far as beans go, um, I th- I think of bushes. Yeah, kind of comes to mind first, and then like Heinz over here, you think of ketchup. I think that's their yeah. big and tomatoes and things like that, but. Yeah, my, my arch my arch nemesis is a company. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. And the thing is, even then, when they make like, oh, they make like chocolate cakes now as well. But I'll be like, I can't eat that. I'll just be thinking of beans the whole time. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, let's see. What Nile? What about refried beans? No, mm. nothing. nothing no, nothing, no. Can't, can't touch them, man. Can't touch them. Is it all. what? Are you okay with like green beans? Like a different kind of bean altogether? Uh, I can eat peas. It's about okay. as close close as I can get. <laughs> I don't mind some uh, kidney beans in like a in a chili or something. I could go yeah. for that, but uh, oh. outside of that, it's usually a lot of the things if I don't know. It's kind of like if I don't know how the sausage is made, kind of thing. If right, it be, right. If there was beans in a big mess of thing I was eating, and, yeah. you know, I was unaware that they were there. I'd be perfectly fine, <laughs> you know. Mm. But uh, it's just the it's the visual of it. I can't I can't yeah. stomach at all, you know. Fair enough. But me now, like after my dinner will come in now after we've recorded this, I'll just be sitting <laughs> thinking of beans the whole time. Yep, yep. I'm like, God damn mm. you, Watchmen Minute! <laughs> uh, I, I also like as well the uh, the added little detail of, um, as, a, as a glasses wearer myself, you do see Dan coming mm. in with the, the water still on the, on yeah. the glass outside. As a, a, you know, a, a cross we all, the, the bespeckled all have to bear, yep. unfortunately. yeah. As I'm well as that business you. of uh, was it coming out from like a really cold day into a hot room and it instantly steams mm. up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was I was noticing. Um, I was thinking about how Rorschach can tell it's Dan, or he just figures. Mm. 
because he doesn't really have a good glance over. Yeah, it's one of those cool moves where he doesn't have to look to see who it is or when when he's there. Mm. I'd imagine it's probably that he's he's staked out Dan for a while, like he's kept an eye on him from time to time, and he's yeah. aware that like this guy's got nobody. It's yeah. there's, it wouldn't be anybody else. Like he's, it's not as if he's going to have a girlfriend coming around or anything. <laughs> So he he's very confident and is like, yeah, of course it's him. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like poking his head out the door, you know, while Dan was still at the end of the street waiting for him. And then he ran inside and started <laughs> scraping, scraping his bean can as he heard him walking through the hallway. <laughs> it's like, I'm just, I, I want to get this just right. Mm. It's just like, I don't know if they're going to keep that whole me standing in the, the broken window frame in the theatrical. <laughs> I want to make sure I look cool in the proper yeah. movie, you know? <laughs> be honest i don't have a ton left to talk about for this minute mm. no like, like, I'm, I'm very light in this minute it, it, it is a very light minute actually yeah Beyond, i mean you know, all the bean talk that, that yeah that was a lot of it is life. yeah a lot of it's the walking in the rain and and just kind of the um a lot of quiet moments in this but i do like the uh the, the, what rorschach says here about you know helping himself to some beans and hoping he doesn't mind after he's kicked in the door just kind of mm. going back to the um we'll get dialogue much later on about kind of how he lives off of people and stuff like that and you know, mm. how he takes advantage of of yeah his yeah. quote-unquote friends so here's kind of that first example of of that so we'll have to keep an eye on that i do actually like the the relationship between these two guys and the sure. fact that like it's uh um Again, like when I said, I like I did a like a, a partial rescoring of you know several scenes in in the movie. One of them was, which I think is a real emotional high point, and which is why I get you know why they they had Night Owl be there for Rorschach's death. Is that well, the, 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 there's a friendship between these two guys, and someone needs to be there to sort of make that a bit more, give it a bit more of an oomph. And uh, yeah, that was one of the scenes I did was uh, you know Dan sort of blown up at. Rorschach, and then he actually has that little mo- moment of vulnerability, and just been like, you know, thank, thank you for, you know, being my friend. Like I know it's difficult, not, you know, addressing his own. I know I'm a, a fucking psycho, basically. Like, <laughs> I know what people think of me. I know yeah. that I can be very short, and you know, not the, the most pleasant to be around. But you know, thanks for sticking with me and stuff. Uh, even though you don't know, but I called you a flabby failure <laughs> in, my, in my diary. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, but I do. I think the the again, you know, the, the two actors are absolutely, you know, impeccably cast and stuff. And uh, I think they do they do really play their relationship very very well. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a real. It's it's one of those things of like um, I'm almost more invested in the 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 relationship between Dan and Rorschach than I am between Dan and Laurie. <laughs> it's like yeah, for sure. <laughs> It's kind of like at the uh, another version of that point break dilemma where you're like, here's the romance, but you really want to see what Keanu's up to with Patrick Swayze, though. <laughs> like that's that's where the real yeah. meat lies there, you know. <laughs> that's funny, Eric. You got anything? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Niall, anything else for the minute? No, that's uh, that's for for the that's the last of my Watchmen notes. So <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to jump into our uh, little script-to-screen segment and go through a couple of the differences kind of uh, from the Alex Say script. I guess Alex Say and uh, David Hayter, but um, kind of their script differences um, for this week. Um, So going all the way back to minute 16, um, just a few differences. 
the uh, one of the cops says, I tell you, I'd rather do traffic duty than be posted at a crime scene all night, kind of right before they walk into the apartment. So a little bit dialogue change. When uh, the one cop interacts with Rorschach, he... Rorschach goes to, or no, the cop goes to yell, but Rorschach raises his two fingers then and shushes. Then he jabs those fingers into the cop's windpipe. So just a little bit of uh, kind of flipping that, which I'm fine with the script, you know, him shushing the officer before knocking him out cold. Mm. Well, that makes way more sense that he does that. Actually. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we transition to the Hollis Mason voiceover. And he says, see, the comedian thought he had it all worked out. It continues with, he was young and arrogant, but what he lacked in experience, he made up for in tenacity. So their, their like discussion and introduction kind of centers around starting to talk about uh, the comedian. And then Hollis continues saying, uh, I guess I was that way too. When I started, I'll never know what possessed me to put the mask on the first time. A um, little bit different than talking about how they talked, you know, they masked up to chase the pirates and ghosts and other criminals. Hollis continues, uh, superheroes, supervillains. You know who I ran into the other day at the market? The Screaming Skull. We chatted. We <laughs> chatted for a while. Turns out he was a he's a born again. <laughs> and Dan says, "No way." Hmm. That's what what a name. <laughs> the, the yeah, Screaming the Screaming Skull. skull. <laughs> Hollis uh, says, all the nuts that started popping up, I'll tell you. Uh, who was that midget you and your partner chased down years ago? What did he call himself? Dan says, big figure. Hollis, big figure, a midget bad guy. Guess it doesn't get lower than that, does it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hollis laughs at his own joke. Uh, says Dan chuckles polite. Hmm. So maybe that's kind of where the... Uh, I did. <laughs> there is, uh, if there's, a, if there is a, a, a downside to the movie is that there is a lot of uh, sizes jokes going on with. Oh uh, yeah, with big figure. Although to be fair, yeah. big figure is a piece of crap. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Then their their interaction changes a little bit at towards the end. Um, Hollis says that even though I spent my time catching real bad guys, uh, you were still a better now, night owl than I was. Then they hug, which kind of would have been nice, mm. you know. Then Hollis says, with all this talk of war, all that's going on in the world, it's a shame that the government forced all you guys out. So that's really as, as much as we get from the, you know, being forced out and Nixon and there's none of that in the script. Um, then it does, it does transition to the anchor woman, so we get all of that. Uh, Dan leaves. And then um, Dan apparently rode the subway home, um, talks about him lost in thought, and then there's a gang member, uh, presumably one of the uh, top knots, um, kind of tells Dan to move his leg, and Dan is like absentmindedly, you know, didn't realize his leg was sticking out in the aisle, and the gang, gang leader says, I said move, dick. So a little bit of interaction kind of early on setting up uh, Dan and, and some of the gang. And apparently as the gang member like passes by, he snickers at Dan. So that would have added to the uh, just kind of the sad sadness of Dan a little bit. So, mm. um, And then, then that's basically it. Um, Dan returns home, finds, you know, finds Rorschach at, in the apartment basically the same way. So 
so yeah, that's the uh, differences. Nothing, uh, nothing major, but a couple dialogue changes. Mm. But the, yeah, for the most part, this is all. Uh, this is very much sort of straight, straight translated from the book as well. Like it's uh, beyond uh, Hollis Mason's dialogue. It's, uh, it is. It's very much like yeah. It's kind of like yeah, but it's, it's literally giving you what, what what was written on the page. You know. <laughs> yeah. That that is the one big one of the biggest things that's often talked about the this movie, you know. Yeah. Um, whether it, whether it's visually or script wise, how 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 much uh, Snyder replicated? Mm. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there, there's Just what was on the page. There's always some of those things. Like again, talking about like you know things that I I thought were like you know really good in the book that weren't left out that were like you know they're placed mm. in there, but it's kind of like. You know, there's always the question of like, does Zack Snyder know that was there? Did he not pick up on it, or is it he just went, no, I just don't. That's not important to me. I'm going to do other things. And yet, there, there are other things of literally like, um, you know, Doctor Manhattan's uh, piece on Mars, and like that's literally almost like verbatim what's yeah what's in the page. And some of that could have been trimmed down, but he's very much like, nope, it has to be exact. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. So why, why does that have to be exact? But other things can go. <laughs> it's like, again, it's, it's all, you know, you need Zack Snyder. I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder could probably do a minute by minute analysis of this own, of this movie, just like defending his own decisions and stuff. But uh, sure. Uh, I'm sure he probably have to, you know, but those guys get the Justice League minute. That's going to be. You know the DC cinematic uh, minute oh, guys. Yeah. That's gonna be a yeah. that's gonna be a fun movie to do in terms of like whose fault is this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Although I actually stick up for Justice League, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people. Yeah, I had was, fun with it. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in there. It's like, no, oh, come on, you know, it's yeah, it's, it, it, you know, if you just want a fun movie, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, a bit odd ending this week of me talking about a different movie, <laughs> but. Uh, <Nah>. yeah. <laughs> Um, any, anything else for, uh, I guess any last, uh, bits about the week or anything else we want to cover? Uh, no, no, I think, I think I got everything off my chest. So, uh, okay. just, uh, get another, uh, little, I hate beans in there. That's, uh, uh yeah, yeah. Yep. It's just so people know that. And, uh, <laughs> I think, I think, I, <laughs> I think I've given a fair representation of my, of my, right. of my thoughts on beans Understood. and more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So, uh, definitely want to shout out to Pete and Alex over at Star Wars Minute for, you know, kicking off this whole crazy mess of movies by minutes format. And, uh, definitely want to direct people to check out moviesbyminutes.com for, uh, you know, shows like Batman at 89 and, uh, some of the other great movies by minutes shows that are available. Mm. So the thing is, at present there are like seventy four. You're saying, yeah, between that, between recording and when this airs, there could be like ten more. <laughs> it's a, yeah, oh, yeah, even more. Yeah, <laughs> I would bet. So it's yeah. a, it's a constantly yeah. growing. Mm. So yeah, um, and you can find us uh, over at Watchman Minute on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to send us. Um, thoughts, comments, questions to watchmanminute at gmail.com, and we will we'll share those on future episodes. And at facebook.com slash watchmanminute is our page, and the group where we can discuss stuff a little bit easier um, is Crime Busters Listeners Society. Mm. I'll have to yeah. make sure I join that myself, because, because yeah. of the, the Crime Busters thing, I was like, oh, I would never have thought to look for that. <laughs> I was looking for Watchmen <laughs> things. Sure, but... yeah. 
Yeah, please do join us over there, and we'll have uh, hopefully have some fun discussions. So that that'll probably be a good spot once once there are uh, updates for HBO's, you know, whatever they're doing with oh, Watchmen. Yeah. We'll probably want to share a bunch of that stuff over there once uh, once that just, stuff's available. Just like on the Star Wars, right? Group, exactly, minute group. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, because like. Uh... This weekend has been has been all it's been oh, yeah. fucking burst of activity because yeah, the Last Jedi just came out. People have been yeah. this, like Last Jedi came out fucking months ago. But hey, <laughs> we're talking to you from the distant past here, guys. So. That's right. It's out on digital now. Yeah, so. probably. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Niall, uh, it's been great having you. Oh, it's been uh, had a great time being here. Thanks for thanks yeah. for having good, me. Good, good. If you yeah. when you guys get to uh, Watch Men Two, Watch Men Boogaloo, I'll, uh, I'll happily come back. <laughs> Sounds good. Any particular moments you want uh, for that movie? Or, uh... I think uh, I think Doctor Manhattan cheating in the limbo competition. I think that was okay. that really struck Perfect. a chord with me. So, yeah, it was a bold decision to keep it in the movie. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm, most contentious I'm part of the comic, you know. But I know <laughs> I know Alan Moore. He'll he'll fall on that sword for that scene. So <laughs> I guess they had to keep it in just for him. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so we'll catch up to you next week with uh, minutes 21 through 25, right? Yeah, that's how math works. Who watches The Watchmen? We do. We do. Watchmen are over. It's fine.